Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. That song you just heard was Hot Boxing by J Urban Music. And Mike, tell them where they can get that song. Hi, everybody. Uh, you can get that song on soundstripe.com. That is right, soundstripe.com. And you can save 10% off with our promo code, Uncle Dad Talks 10. That's right. Who doesn't want to save money? Somebody. <laughs> I'm sure somebody doesn't, but... But we do. We do. And, and you do. And exactly, exactly. Right. And I want everybody who listens to save money. We talk about this every week. If you haven't signed up for them yet, what are you doing? Go sign up for them, right? That's just right. do it. Yeah. Mike, Mike signs up too. So I signed up. I don't even listen to it, but I did sign up. <laughs> exactly. And he loves every second of it. Yes. Uh, Mike, thank you again for being here, uh, as always. Yes. We are doing a quick intro here. The intro is going to be for our two very useful guests. Youth. <laughs> Isn't it quite a thing? It is quite a thing. And Enjoy I, it while you can. Yes. Uh, we are going to be talking music, life in the Bay Area, um, how it is to be a different generation of rapper or musician for that matter. Yeah. Am I forgetting anything? Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to get a perspective on, on what it's like trying to trying to be a rapper, musician in, in this climate. Oh, totally. And the avenues are so different than when you did it back in the 50s. So That's right. There it, is. There's, there it is. There's the first one. That's your first shot you got to take when you listen to this. Every old joke, you got to take a shot, right? Yep. We'll, make, we'll make that a drinking game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he actually put his whole entire mask over his face, so yep. I guess uh, he's not yep. feeling it today. The more you say it, the, the higher the mask is going to get. <laughs> oh, man. I think Captain a actually going to come out today. <laughs> you might already have. I think so. I think he already did. Uh, anyways, without further ado, let's start the show. Mike, thank you. Let's get it going. That's right. We have two very young gentlemen. Or sorry, I should say young gentlemen because you don't get jealous. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Two very beautiful gentlemen with us, and we are going to talk. Well, we're going to start with our first guest, and can you introduce that guest if yeah, you don't mind? Uh, uh, it's Marquise, a.k.a. Keezy. You got it. They got that right? That's a me. Right on. Marquise. Yeah. Do you want to refer to you as Marquise the whole time? Nah, Keezy. You want me to do Keezy? Okay. Burn it into their memory. I would, okay. I would agree. Keezy. Keezy. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to call you Cap the whole time. No. Okay. <laughs> no, this show isn't about me. It's clearly about... But you're the host... Co-host. Co-host. See? Ah, yeah. ah you're right. That's right. right. Um, yes, so Keezy, uh, welcome. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah? Happy to be here. Is this Beautiful. your first time doing a show like this? Yeah, bro, definitely. Oh, sure. okay. Never done sure. like a podcast before or anything like that? Never done a podcast. Really? Well, you're in for a treat. You might be disappointed because we're not the best. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is true. We do, we do what we can, um, but we like to drink beer and we record at the shop. Uh, and before we get any farther, Mark, Mike. Oh, Mark. Mark. <laughs> Marky Mike. Um, tell them where the shop is. Yeah, so we are here in the Bart Bridge Design Shop on College Avenue in beautiful Oakland, California. And uh, yeah, we, we've been recording the last few shows here, and uh, it's a nice place. Yeah, I and hope you agree. Cozy. And if you don't agree, you guys can leave. <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, buy something. Just buy something first. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Be sure to buy something. Uh, so, yeah, I, let's just start off 100% direct. Um, tell me, who is Keezy E? Keezy E is a, he's crazy. Is he crazy? He's a crazy dude. Okay. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, he's born on. Well, you only got thirty minutes. So. Okay. <laughs> the whole thing is me talking about myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm um, shit. I love people. I love happy moments. Of course. Who doesn't? Yeah. I like that. Right. And that's about it. Okay. <laughs> the, the concept of that comes from like when does Keezy come into fruition? Where is Keezy? So where obviously you were Marquise your whole life. 
Right. So when does Kizzy appear? I was looking for a name. Uh, <laughs> like. Uh, and what year, roughly, are you deciding to get into music? Oh, I've been rapping uh, since middle school. Like, since I was a kid. You okay. know, that was um, my way of expressing so myself. How old are you now? I'm 25. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so one of the things we do here just so you guys know i make fun of him a lot for his age uh, it never gets old i never gets never. old it never gets old. i don't mind it at all <laughs> <laughs> no, i just keep getting older all right so anyways we're getting sidetracked he's e so you've been rapping your whole life uh or you said middle school right so roughly what year is that fucking 2000 oh hold up yeah 2000 like Six. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, at what point do you feel like during that time? When did you like go, man? I, I just want to rap, or I just—is it because listening to music, or is it because you saw other rappers in your life? Where did that come in? I used to beat. Uh, I don't know how it started, but oh well. I start. I used to. I used to just write rhymes. You know, I used. To, yeah, I used to see the rappers do, it and I was like, damn, I want to. Uh, I want to say something. You know. Yeah. Um, and so it really it started. We used to do like freestyling in the classes. We used to beat on the desk. You know, like, and I would beat the desk and then just rap, you know, just say what's on my mind. Talk about the teacher. Okay. <laughs> Bald head ass me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I like it. Um, Mike. Yeah. So uh, what what were some of your influences? Like, who who were you listening to that influenced you to like, man, I want to do this too? Back then, shit, Mob Deep. Yeah. Um, you know, always Nas, Nasty Nas, you know. Yeah, Karis One, you know. Yes, uh, Red East Man. Coast, East Coast stuff. All East Coast, yeah. yeah. That's uh, now and and you. I take it you grew up here in the Bay. Nah, I grew no. up in Florida. Florida. Oh. <laughs> so you're in Florida, and you went to middle school in California. Nah, you were out there. I was way in Florida since a kid. So when did you come out here? Shit, a year ago. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I thought he was a Bay Area boy, but I guess he has to leave now. Ah, well. <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, this clearly is a only barrier. Yeah, yeah. No. drops my says, says the guy from uh, Louisiana. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Fellow Southern. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so I'm interested. How what got you into the East Coast style of, of hip hop as opposed to like that Dirty South stuff? Nice. Yeah. So that I love Dirty South, but for a moment I was warring because my parents live in New Jersey. You know, uh, my folks grew up, you know, cracker or whatever, whatever. Um, so all my folks like, you know. We would get all the the, the new mixtapes by Styles P, um, you know, like um, D Block, you know, like just like the street mixes they would drop, you know, mm-hmm. like Big Pun. Um, oh, so I've like heard that, that name in a while. Yeah, Big Pun. Oh, oh, Big Pun can rap his ass off. Oh, yeah. he can. Yeah. yeah, he was sick. Yeah, and yeah, I I grew up with that, and so um, but I stayed in Florida. I would go, I would go back. So I'd my I'd go back to Jersey um every like winter in summer and spend time with my folks there okay. and so they would keep like introducing me to music the new mixes and stuff and i would come back to florida and i'd be hearing like trick daddy and i'd be like no this is not me but eventually i just kind of gave in because you know when you grow up when you spend most of your time in florida you learn that language you know you learn how like you know the abonics there and all that so like you just kind of start understanding better what they're saying you know interesting yeah, yeah. now quick question mike are you a fan of trick daddy I do. I like a, a few uh, trick songs. Yeah, I like. Uh, you strike me as a trick daddy fan. Um, for the kids, where the kids are singing in it. What was that? Baby, because I'm a thug. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that that beat and just the 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 melody and the chorus. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good one for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> so when it comes to um, you know, bringing that the influences and stuff, when when did you officially say, okay, I'm officially going to make music and have it out there? 
Oh, that was um. You know, I've always been thinking like I gotta write. I gotta start writing. Um, right. Probably in high school, but um. So that would have been what year? That would have been two thousand thirteen. Wow. Yeah. It was one wow. <laughs> yeah, but um, I never came around to it, man. You know, just okay. life and shit. Sure. Sure. So, and yeah. um. You know, I'm assuming you went to college as well, right? For sure. I and did. did you rap in college? I did, definitely. Yeah. We did um, Freestyle Fridays, um, crazy rappers down there in the South. Like, yeah, Freestyle Fridays. Okay. Yeah. When you were rapping in the South down there, did you think coming out here, right? Obviously, it's like a different sound, right? I think rapping here is very different, right? Completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you say the transition was easy or did you just want to stick to your personality? I'm welcoming. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not one of those... Um, you know, the old style is the better. Like, you know, you know, these cats aren't saying I'm not like that. I'm I'm super open to like, because it's just, it's, it changes. It has to change. Sure. The, the experiences change. Right. And so what is rap, but a way for people to express the experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always open. I love this new, like, I love, I love everything. So yeah, when I came, like when I, con- when I, when I got here and I heard Mac Dre for the first time, I was like, this shit's hard. You know what I'm saying? This shit is hard. And, and then E-40 actually started sounding good to me, finally. Like, let me not uh, say that. Did you not, did you not care hey, about it first? Hey, scratch that. Hey, take that <laughs> out. Oh, no, so we've got no, we have, it has to stay for there forever. <laughs> no, I, I had a friend uh, who was from Chicago and was very East Coast influenced rap. And when he came out here, he was like, I do not understand why you guys like E-40. <laughs> Like the what is he doing? Like, you what? see the Peter Gallery back there? Sure, her face was like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and even uh, with all music though, right? Like music evolves over time, whether it's rock, pop, hip hop. Like no, nothing is 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 in a vacuum where it's not going to evolve and change, right? right? So you know, rock music doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin anymore either. So you know, you just right. have to. You can fight it, or you can go with it and stay relevant and, right. and keep evolving with it so right yeah and yeah definitely never never, never gonna be a gatekeeper always looking for because it's just wild like people are literally inventing new ways to flow new ways to sound like that's just wild like you gotta give that credit because some of these old rappers can't sound like these new rappers and it's like so that's a skill like that you don't have you gotta give that credit like come on so that when I heard the song Hope uh, by you, um, the tone of your voice makes, and, 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 and I'm not using this as a comparison, it's just what it made me think of. The tone of your voice makes me think of, and please tell me if you disagree, it makes me think of Ugly God. Oh, that's hard. Do you, are you familiar with Ugly God? Oh, absolutely. I don't think he is, but... Oh, I'm blank. <laughs> I just went into space right now. <laughs> uh, ugly God is... Um, He's a younger rapper. I think he's, I don't know how old he is now, but when I had heard him, he was only like 18 or 19, I think. And he was known for, or he was really big for like a song called Water. And, it, and I think he made it completely by himself, right? Right. He's, he's like the, he's, you know what he is? He's a SoundCloud rapper. And not to say that he's a SoundCloud rapper, but it's the, the cadence of his voice makes me think of his voice. It's very like, because now that I'm hearing you talk too, mm. Ugly God sounds like he's talking. Right, but, but he's rapping, right? right? And you kind of have that same cadence to your voice, right? It's like a, it's like you're you're talking, but you're rapping, and it, and it comes together nice and in full, right? So it just, yeah. I hope you take that as a compliment. No, I do. Okay, I, yeah. I love Ugly God. Yeah, Ugly, <laughs> Ugly God is great. You should look him up. You might not like him. Check it out. It's uh, might be a little too young for you, a little too hip. Yeah, well, most things are a little too hip <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah. So 
let me ask you when you're when you're younger and you're in high school or you're in college even and you're freestyling you're going to these freestyle fridays like you mentioned are you finding instrumentals of your own or do you have a like someone that's making beats for you or are you where are you like what are you rapping over or flowing over during this time so yeah i got a i got a bunch of beat maker friends so i i, I get beats from my friends for sure i got i got like a big catalog of fucking beats that I gotta use. You do. Um, and then I fucking hit up beat stars. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes. So the resources are definitely there. Right. I rem- so here's a little side note about me. I used to, and I still do, but when I was in my early 20s, was making rap. But we didn't have SoundCloud. We didn't have social media. Wow. I just turned 40. What the so, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, what? No, it's. COVID kind of, COVID, yeah. So COVID kind of erased the whole year. So I've been 40 all year. Fuck, get out of here. You a vampire, bro? Yeah. I drink the blood of young babies. <laughs> to look Caligula. Like this. But, well, thank you. But 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 when when uh when we were doing it um, back in 2000 through like 2005, there was nothing. There was no, you couldn't find beats like on a beat cloud or SoundCloud, like you had to know someone who made beats. And back then you'd find a hundred rappers, but you'd find like two people who made beats. And maybe one of those guys actually made good beats. And then you got to find a place to record them because you couldn't just record them on your computer like you can now. So it's interesting to me when, when I hear you say like, I just go on beat cloud, just go and I have friends that make beats. It's, it's such a, to me, it's like such a different reality of making music and so like do you feel like the quality that you, that you find out there for beats and such is up to par you, i mean you, you feel good about it or what, what are your thoughts on that that's a good question um not to like diss your friends that make beats if they <laughs> suck or anything like that but there's a lot of stuff out there like i'll spend i'll decide like i'm gonna take a day on just like yeah i've been finding some good stuff but there's also a lot of trash it's like the data, you know, it's like the, the information age, like a lot of information, but there's also a lot of, you know, junk. It's almost like digging through a record crate and finding that one record that. Right. Right. But you're doing it digitally now almost. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And just to finish like that, that is, um, yeah, it's totally different. Like, yeah, there's no more of a monopoly, like, and it's beautiful. Everybody, everybody can come out and say what they got to say. Good. I love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> so I have to ask you. Um, the way I discovered you was at a performance of yours. Now, that, to my understanding, that was your first one. Yeah, man. <laughs> so let's talk about that. that. His first performance was October 30th. It was his first performance. This at, October? Yeah. Oh. His first performance ever. Okay. And uh, I could tell you were a little nervous. I could tell. <laughs> no. I could tell. But you know what? Here's the thing. And again, you know, he knows how it goes. You talked about you being a rapper, right? Or right, I think. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I think when you're starting off, now I'm not a musician at all. But I do a format where it's like I'm public, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm talking, whatever. And it, it is a little nerve-wracking. And even though I'm like behind a computer, like eventually, like I do want to take this show live. It'd be right. kind of cool if we can do that. I don't know if you know that, but now you do. Oh, right. <laughs> I spring stuff on this guy all the time. Oh, well. <laughs> but I think you handled it very well. I think you did a, a great job as far as like keeping your composure. You seemed like you had a lot of fun. My only concern was, and this isn't your fault, and uh, maybe you can answer this for me, is uh, the sound sounded weird. Like, I couldn't really hear him that well. First time using, it was our first show as a, as a collective, and we were, you know, kind of had to test all of the equipment that sure, night. Sure, sure, right. So, uh, so it could have been the microphone that we were using. It could have gotcha. been the cable that we were using because uh, with his set, it wasn't the first time. Well, so it was the first time, but 
it's not the only time that it is happening. It continued gotcha. to happen throughout the night. Right, right, so right. it was kind of difficult to kind of manage that. But once we did get it fixed at one point. Okay. But yeah, so not unfortunately that- you did get cut a little bit like during your set. <laughs> and not to say that it was a bad thing. I think it's always good to learn, right? We're learning always. I mean, and I think, um, but the thing is when, at, when I'd heard you the whole time, the whole time it just, you sounded very, the way I hear you on the digital, digital track, right? You sound the same in person. And I think that's very key because I don't think a lot of people have that ability. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it'll sound like, oh, I hear it how it is, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's different live. You know what I mean? It's always, yeah, I feel like it, it's always different live. <laughs> yeah, the recorded, you know, studio version or an even talking version is way, is way different. There's like a there's like an inside part of you that once you get on stage, you kind of feel like you have to shout and your your voice goes to like 10 decibels higher and it you know, you just have to control that or whatever, but I think that's totally normal for for people. Yeah. So, tell me about it. Like how was that experience for you? Yeah, besides just, uh, besides nerve-wracking. Yeah, right. <laughs> It was fun. I love crowds. I love crowds. Like, that's that's my dream. Like, probably my biggest like dream is like just a big ass crowd like XX, you know, and just like just got to get that shit jumping. Like, right, right. And just crowd surf. Like that's that's my like that's my dream, bro. Like, Who knows if that'll ever happen again, huh? Right, <laughs> right. We'll get there. Maybe one day. Yeah. One. I have a quick story. I, I you mentioned having uh, some technical issues. My first show I ever did live. We had technical issues, and and so back then, I would bring my instrumentals on a CDR. So we'd burn burn them to a CD to a disc, and then we bring it to the DJ booth, and they play it. Well, I had a janky CDR, and it wouldn't read the disc, and so I'm up on stage, and the crowd's like humming and like getting like, come on. And so my buddy just jumps on stage and starts beatboxing. Oh. So I start freestyling. Okay. Oh. And then they get like a little uh, disc men that looked like Hello Kitty. <laughs> it was a Hello Kitty disc man, like a, you know what a disc man is? Am I speaking? You know what that is. Okay. So they put the CD into that thing and plug that into the DJ booth and somehow that thing read my CD. And so then I could do it. But put on top of the fact that it, it was your first time performing and you have these, these people staring at you and then you have the technical issues that's a lot of pressure <laughs> to then still do the show, right? Yeah, it was. It was for sure. Like, uh, yeah, I was. I was babbling. I was. Babbling. I didn't think you were. I. I, I mean, Over? I honestly thought. No. I mean, again, I guess. I mean, I thought you sounded fine. I thought you what? did a great job. I think it's okay. like you know. I, I've seen. I'm sure, just like you guys, I've seen the, uh, plenty of live shows. It's like, and I and I've seen a lot of independent people. Like, I get it. I think the biggest key, and I think Mike will agree with me on this, as long as your heart's there, that's really what matters. Right. And I think, and you can tell your heart what's there. Yeah. And definitely. I think that was the big key. And um, and, I don't, and I don't know if I mentioned where this performance was, but it was at Level Up in uh, San Jose. And just so everybody knows, I love that place. You can find me there almost every weekend, usually. Uh, come on down. Uh, if you if you say what's up to Uncle Dad, I will buy you a drink. Damn. Oh. Damn. <laughs> Drinks on him. No, I didn't say that. I just said I'll buy you a drink, whoever that one person is. Oh, one. <laughs> Only one. Uh, and also, too, one thing I forgot to mention: the gentleman who spoke briefly. He's another guest of ours, and we'll get to him in a second. And we'll just we'll just uh, call him Sean for now. Uh, we'll get to that though. Keep a pin in that. Put a pin in that. It'll be right back. Um, yeah. So now, can you tell me if you don't mind talking about it? What do you do now? Like, what I mean, besides obviously, music music is the dream. But what do you do for a living? Yeah. If so, you want to talk about it. No, for sure, always. 
Um, yeah, I went to college. I studied statistics. Okay. And um, nice. Are you I good at that, Mike? Statistics. That was one of my worst classes. <laughs> I hated statistics, and that was tough. I got a song coming out called Matrix. I'm really excited because I'm just gonna put all kinds of math in that shit. But um, yeah. So I, I studied statistics. Math graduated. Song. A math song, bro. I'm serious. Yeah, like, let's hear it. I want to hear that. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'll be cool. I'm actually excited to hear that. Uh, please send that our way so we can listen to that. Yeah, please. I got you. It goes a little something like this. Like, Welcome to the Matrix. No patience. Red pill or blue pill. Better take it quick. I'm a black rap John Wick. Equipped with the lyrical equips. So you better quit. Get your ass whipped like a pony. Got my niggas mobbing like, hey, Tony. Wow. Mobbing like, hey, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I like the That's, syllable hop in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really bouncing. Bou- bou- like, you can feel like the bounce in it within it. Does yeah. that mean you're going to rap now? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta you gotta show cap I gotta. <laughs> we'll see. we got a crowd here too of one person see i knew this was gonna happen <laughs> i knew it i always fuck with this guy and he hates it i gotta take a drink <laughs> i gotta take a drink he's a vampire you have to oh gonna live yeah, exactly. <laughs> i like it i like it um okay so then you you study for statistics and uh do you uh can we talk about where you work or no yeah for yeah, sure so where do you work at now uh, yeah, so got really lucky. Work at um, a creative powerhouse, Adobe. Wow. So, look at you. <laughs> look at yeah, you, man. fucking baller shot color. <laughs> what do you do at Adobe? Yeah, man. So um, statistics background, I work in applied machine learning. I put on that fucking uh, job voice. I don't know where. But yeah. No, it's fine. Go <laughs> Professional. Yeah. You know, what I'm you know people say this is my radio voice, and I don't think that is. I think I talk like this all the time. What do you think? It's slight, slight radio voice. Yeah. Hold on. What do you think? <laughs> it's a radio voice. Yeah. Radio voice. How, radio you're so full of shit. You're so full of shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I okay. work in the machine learning. Um, yeah, teaching the computers how to take over the world. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> well, so, are you in like to, in the AI part of it, or what? What? What does that mean exactly? What? Yeah. Exactly. I'm in yeah. the AI part of it. Okay. Um, of Adobe? Of Adobe, yeah. So what, what... Wow. Okay, I don't know if I can ask this, but what oh, does yeah. Adobe do with AI? All kinds of shit, like um, auto-cropping, like um, mm. finding the most important part of an image and just gotcha. like, immediately focusing on that. Oh, Age is here. <laughs> Remember that story he just told about the rapper? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the guy that... No, I told the story when you got on stage and beatbox for me. Yo, actually, yo, I freestyle while he does it. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say what's up real quick. All right, so we got a little surprise here. We got our man, Age Scott. Hey, Age, say what's up real quick. What's up, bro? Age Scott in the building. Age just pulled up. What up? Oh. Or you know what I'm gonna say? Or 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 yo, the white mic. What up, bro? It's the white mic. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Captain Aho, that's my my brother, my my loved one. My loved one to death. Um. So this is going a whole new way. We're gonna do something different right now. We got the so the story we you just heard by Mike about the beatboxer. Oh, yeah, that was me. Age is the beatboxer. I just did I just walk in on that? You did? Oh, well, kind of. Yeah, okay. So, Age is going to beatbox. He's E is going to rap. And we're going to start this in three, two, and go. Uh, 
I'm on the beat, got Tim's on my feet. Mess with me, I might send you back to the 80s. And lately, I've been chilling with a lot of babies, and maybe might catch me looking like the crazies. I'm talking about the dudes that had the disease, like Mad Cow. Wow, how you like me now? Got that thing in my, it'll go plow. I'm just playing. Let me stop saying. Let me stop spitting. I'm about to go Super Saiyan. I go crazy. I'm ancient, like the Mayans or the Mayans. Said that wrong. Adhere to science. Uh, fuck a bad administration. Yeah, fuck Trump and his nation. Ooh, hold up. And I really meant it. I'm about to fuck you up and leave you demented. Let me give it to my oh. homie New Dimension. <laughs> Yo, H got in the building. What up? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn. Damn, you got to check my patties on that one. That's how it goes. That, I, that's, that, that's nothing. Man, that, that was just so fun. That, that really was very reminiscent of that time I just was talking about what and and I love the energy and it's great and and so I have to ask like are you working on an album like is there are you know what's that situation like for you I am working on an album um I just was in the studio last night dropped three tracks for the album three three Um, three three in one one night one night wow so I, I imagine you go in the song's written yeah you've been rap practicing it you go in, so you just knock it out. Exactly. Not waste time. Yeah, no time wasted for sure. Yeah. Where, where, you, where do you record it? The Grill Studio, Emeryville. Shout okay. out to Vaughn, Devon, uh, Devon Carter. That's my guy. Tovon Carter. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's sick. In Emeryville, huh? Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's not really a shortage of places to record here. Not but that. it's great to find a place you can record where you and the the engineer or whoever's running it you guys click exactly because they can make you sound really good or you can just sound like <laughs> another guy rapping on a beat and then and so if you found that good for you yeah right i on, love yeah. this guy yeah he just like i tell him like oh, man, i want to sound like this and he's like oh yeah like not even a question like no hesitation no like you mean this just it's beautiful so i have to ask your instagram uh, so, what is first off? What is your Instagram? Oh, all right. So my Instagram is um cool k e w l under slash cool k e w l under slash guy. Yeah. Okay. And so explain to me something. What? What do you know? Why is it private? Oh. Mm. See, I assume <laughs> I assume lady trouble. Because <laughs> that's what that's I would it. think right away, right? It's like I don't want no girl to see what I'd be doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you know, nah, not yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, you know, I know, I, I know, I know. It's <laughs> <You> know. <fine. laughs> no, what happened was, um, Proud Boys came to San Francisco. Now, when you say Proud Boys, do you mean the Proud Boys? The Proud Boys. Now, Mike, do you know what those are? I've heard of them. So, Mike, can you explain what they are? No. Okay, let me have you explain them real quick. The it's a bunch of dumbass men with guns. <laughs> who well, what's their movement? What's their movement? Oh, white supremacy. Okay, white but what's supremacy. what's their like actual? What would you say their movement is, though? Like, like fucking okay. Um, because obviously I know what we think it is, right? But what is their movement to their? I think their movement is white supremacy rebranded. <laughs> you know, like that's what they do. They just like you know they 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 do it under the guise of like, oh, you want freedom or whatever, fuck you know. But it's the same. It's the same kind of racist. I mean, they just rebranded again and kicked out all the people of color and said we need to pay homage to our white ancestors. Like, that's where oh. they're at now. They just did that. So they, they basically, because they were using the fact that they had POC members, people of color members. Um, Whoa. Yeah, really? they were using that as like. I actually didn't know that, really. Yeah. So why were crazy. they coming for you? Man, they came to San Francisco. Like, 
weak. It was like four four of them. You know, the rest of them were too scared to come. Um, and so we came out like all of all my act, you know, not all, but all my comrades, you know, all the activists in San Francisco Bay Area from L.A. People came up and they were like, all right, you know, you, this is not we're not gonna let this go down. So anyway, yeah, there was a confrontation and they were um, like they had it on video and they were just like doxing people, putting people's uh, information out on the Internet all over my friend's um, Instagram. And so they found like images of my friend and I thought they would I mean, they were they, they found they, one of my friends got um, yeah, they, they, they have him. He's all over their media now because they mistook him for the guy that was in the confrontation. It's crazy. So I had to I had to kind of go into hiding because I was like, I, I don't want to I don't want to get blasted like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's just so that's like another side of having social media there as like a tool for sure for doing what we're doing or doing what you're doing. You guys are doing as 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 hip hop artists. You're also totally exposed. Yeah. Right. In every way. Oh, totally exposed. And it's like with anything, with any brand you do, you're you as soon as you do it, you're out there. Yeah. Right. And anything can change. Right. You know, and I think, Mike, you know that, right? Like, Mike, can we talk about something real fast that happened to you? What's that? We can edit this out if you don't want to. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're referring to, but <laughs> he's like, "What is it?" Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what Mike had, not obviously not as intense as that. No. But Mike is an artist, and uh, not when I say artist, I mean like a digital artist. And his art that he has gets stolen all the time. Oh. And people will use it in their own right. Yeah, so okay. they'll just take <laughs> a sc- they'll just take a screenshot of a piece I did, and then there's these websites where you can buy a T-shirt. And basically, they print it as soon as you order it, and then it gets shipped to you from a printer. And so, what these companies would do would they would they would take a screenshot of one of my designs, one in particular that keeps getting jacked over and over, and then sell it on their website as if it's their own. And then you know we have people put them on blast and whatever, and then they just erase all the comments. And then, but you know, it's just another story of of being totally exposed in social media, and and so you're very vulnerable, right? You know, and so like you want to promote yourself, you want to show what you're doing, but then if you show too much, it, it makes you vulnerable to things like the Proud Boys coming after you or people stealing your artwork. You know, yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's fucking wild. Now, Keezy, Marquise, thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure. We really appreciate it. Now we know your friend is here with us, and you heard him talk briefly. Uh, we are going to take a very quick break, and we're gonna come back. With another man, another legend, another, sorry, legend in the making, I should say. Another gentleman who has his own story to tell. And we are very looking forward to it. His name is Sean, a.k.a. Rabbit. And we'll be right back. And this is just your friendly reminder that you can get the latest Captain A-Hole comic at UncleDadComics.com. The how-to-do comics that... 2007 award-winning DIY best comic zine how to do comics available now at uncledadcomics.com all right uh mike that was pretty wonderful yeah no i i I thoroughly enjoyed that it's 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 refreshing to hear um the story and just like comparing and contrasting like coming up in hip-hop way back when i was doing it compared to like how it is now yeah it's 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 fun so that leads us to our next guest this gentleman his name is sean aka rabbit we just talked about him briefly let's go ahead and bring him on rabbit welcome to the show 
Thank you so much for having me on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, no, it's it's honestly our pleasure. We love having you know young artists come on the show, and even though it makes Mike jealous, that's all I care about. And yeah. it's, just, <laughs> it's just nice to have a different perspective on it. And I think that's the thing, right? Life is all about perspectives. It's all about understanding different perspectives in general, right? And I think, you know, I don't know. How old do you guys think I am really quickly? Because you asked that question, I want to say you're like 27. I am 31. Ah, yes. I knew he was tricking us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, it's just nice having a younger generation's perspective. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, Rabbit, just, I'm going to start just like I did with Keezy. Where does it all start? So, check it out. This is actually a really interesting story. So back in 2017, um, I was on my last couch surf. Nope, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> hold on. Uh, it was my last couch surf in Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacktown. Uh, so yeah, I'm originally from uh, Sacramento, Elk Grove oh, more specifically. right up in here. Let's go. Sacktown, let's represent. Let's for go. Show. Wait, for let's show. not get that it's excited nice about Sacramento. Let's I know, it's exactly. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, I'm excited that I know some people from Sacramento, but like. You're excited <laughs> that you're not in Sacramento. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look, look, look. So, you know, all of us are, but I'm just saying like, I will always represent Sacramento with my heart. I'm not from Sacramento. I'm from the Stockton area. Okay. But I consider that very connected. Mm -hmm. So my thing is like Sacramento is always a big part of my heart. And Mike, that's where yeah, you and I met. I, I lived in Sac for a long time as well. So I'm glad you you escaped. Yeah. Yes. Right, 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 so, right. So this, this is the only reason I escaped. I was getting kicked out of the, my last couch surf in Sacramento. Mike, you've been there. Um, and this was shortly after I had gotten uh, signed with a record label on a whim. On a whim. On a whim. I had just lost my job. And I was trying to, because uh, I was working at Greenpeace as a canvasser and I was canvassing for um, environmental rights <laughs> for like the oceans specifically. Interesting. But, um, so did, wait, hold on. <laughs> were you the people that like uh, were in an old sack and they'd be like, hey, yeah, really? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah come up to people and like get them to sign up. Right. It's going to sign up uh, and donate some money to this specific cause. My specific cause was to uh, fight back against the Cantuna industry. Um, Thai, now, now, Thai Union is that is that is that real or is that bullshit? Oh, it's uh, that was all that was all real, man. Okay, that's good. As long as it's real, because you know there's some shit out there that's bullshit. So, oh yeah, so that's good. Uh, it was just it was about like bottom trawling and like uh and like digging up excessive fish that aren't necessary to dig up. You know what I mean? So I mean, obviously, excessive tuna is not necessary to dig up, but like in the process, they get dolphins and sea turtles and shit like that. And so, um, we were. Uh, fighting against this company for using aggressive fishing methods and wanting to uh, push for grocery stores to substitute those uh, brands, which were Chicken of the Sea, Bumblebee Tuna, and uh, Starkist, uh, which are all use those aggressive fishing methods. Uh, and so we were like, don't buy from them. And if you give us some money, we'll push further to not buy from them. What a sure. great... <laughs> but then yeah. I lost my job. And and so I was looking for a job on Facebook jobs on its Facebook jobs list, and one of them came up that said a singer songwriter needed, and I was like, huh, I've written a song before, I can sing, fuck it, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and I was honestly, I was like, at that point, I was not that good of a singer, okay. but I was confident um, because I That's was, the key. I was also ignorant. Um, I was not that musically like knowledgeable. I didn't know a whole lot about music theory or or the concept of singing correctly, like using your diaphragm and standing up straight and like even your facial uh, movements can help you sing higher notes or lower notes. I didn't know any of that. I was just kind of like walking through my day, singing in the shower, walking on the street, singing, 
I just liked to fucking sing. And so I saw that a position for this was open and I was like, why not? I'll hit these guys up. I didn't realize even that it was for a record label and they were called Sicilian Made Entertainment. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Are they cool. still around? I believe so. Okay. Um, but I was on a three-year contract with them. Okay. That contract ended this June or uh, May, but I signed with them initially and they signed me as an R&B artist. And I was like, okay, cool. That tight, sounds tight. great. I was like, I can sing that. No problem. I started studying a little bit more of it and I was like, I can't sing R&B. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. R&B can be tricky. Let me ask you a quick question. You had no prior singing lessons or any, any kind of anything? You just... I was in Greece in like seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. So what year was that? Ooh, 2009. 2009. Ouch. Ouch. Eighth grade. A, a play... With the school of the I was an extra. Greece. Okay. Oh, you were an extra? Yeah. Oh, so you weren't the main character. Oh, no. I was very small. I was 5'4 and 110 pounds. <laughs> and I was not nice. going to play uh, Danny Zuko for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> and, I, oh, yeah, one, the growth spurt's not important. But the, point, uh, the important part is I did get a little bit of singing lessons. Uh, in that way where this lady just told me before I went in my audition, she was like, sing to the back of the room. I was like, okay. And I guess that meant project. Mm. Um, and I didn't really learn anything about singing up until I moved from Sacramento to San Jose. Because right after I got signed with that label, I got kicked out of that house. And I had to move to my grandma's uh, senior citizen apartment in San Jose. And so I was sleeping on her couch. So that's why I lied. I, there was not <laughs> the last couch I, I was gotcha. uh, surfing on. Now, um, were you originally, did you grow up out there? Is that where you're from originally? San Jose? No, Sacramento area? Um, yes. Well, um, I, I from fourth grade to senior year and so on, I lived there. But I've lived in plenty of other places in California. I like to say that I'm from California more than I'm from Sacramento uh, or coming from the Bay Area or anything like that. So, okay. And so then you end up in San Jose. You're on your... your grandmother's senior home couch and now you're signed to a label signed with a label who uh believes that i can sing r&b right and i can't no um i'm what i did kind of know how to sing was kind of like theater style singing like because i grew up with my family singing a crap ton of disney songs which is the same as theater um and yeah it's the same um, is it? I dare you to argue with me. Yeah, I think people it's the will. Same. I think people are going to hit me up and say, dude, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty much the same. Like when you audition at uh, for a musical in high school, they say pick pick any song from a musical that's not this musical or a Disney song. <laughs> I guess that's true. That is kind of a common thing. So I saw on your uh, really quick on your Instagram, I was kind of scrolling through and I found you had a, a song where you're one of your posts was you singing some. A Disney song, is that right? Or oh yeah, from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, okay. Yeah, I was singing uh, Jack's Lament. It was that one scene where he gets like um, really self-conscious about the concept of Halloween and whether or yes, not he should yes. do it. And he's like walking on that spirally like hill thing. Mm-hmm. That song's awesome to sing. It's a very good song. Yeah, had uh, an Oogie Boogie song. Actually, very jazzy. Continue your story about where Rabbit comes. Okay, okay. So it really so like I had written like like these like faux little raps when I was in like high school or like these little small ones that really didn't like 
make any sense. So they were just kind of like shit talking raps that are just like me trying rap. to sound cool with like the senior kids, you know? Um, and it wasn't until I, after like a few months of living in, uh, in San Jose that my friend, the friends that I had made here heard me rap this one that I had written a long, long time ago. And, and I wrote it about like, it was like when I first started getting into activism and like environmentalism after working at Greenpeace and all that, that I wrote this, this rap about like, about, I don't even know how, how to put it. It's like, it's about like the education system. It's about like the expectations that like the um that the elites have on the lower class and a very, everything a very like that. serious and real rap yeah very gotcha. serious and real and like uh at that point i had started going to like these open mics and these these people these friends that i had made that started to like helping teach me how to sing because they were like they are such great great singers and i just kind of like learned by watching them and like and like listening to them intently and just like oh that's how you do it okay okay um, and one night we were like jamming like we like we had for like months at this point. And it was kind of like in like late 2017, like December at that point, I'd done a rap at my friend Nina's apartment. And um, and they're like, yo, you can rap. And I was like, I can rap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can rap. Isn't that isn't that always the assumption? Like when you hear that, like, like I remember when you told me you rapped, I was like, what? You rap? That's always the case. Right, it's this when you hear that you're just always a sense of like, wow, can you really do that? <laughs> well, and, and I guess it just goes across the board as you you see people and and you just that's why judgment on based off what you look like it should it literally should just be thrown out the window. I mean, never judge a book guy. No, absolutely, cover, absolutely. Say, but, but it's interesting yeah. that we all think that, right? Like it right. should be more of just like, oh, you rap, tell me what rap to me or tell me about it, like whatever, right? Like, I, yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, continue. I'm sorry. So, but like in in a way, this it was an interesting moment because I was I had thought to myself to attempt something different with the with the rap that I was doing, and that was uh, rap it as fast as I can. And what made it different was that I like I was rapping like fast and on beat and on time, and like they were so impressed by it that I took the liberty of like to myself to think, okay, I'm gonna try to focus on my rapping now because I don't feel as though I'm a great R and B singer right now. And I'm going to try to bust out something awesome enough with my rapping that uh, the label that I'm with won't care if I'm switching from R&B to rap. Um, because like, if it's this good, then I'm going to fucking go for it. And so I've been practicing that for the last three years now. And, um, and it's become so much more of a passion than it has just a practice. Um, and on top of that, in the process, I learned that I do sing a better type of R&B that's in a lower register. I've been trying to hit all these higher notes that I'm not like, haven't been trained how to do or don't have really the vocal range for. And, and so, and there was like one day, like af after hanging out with all of these people that I've, that I've mentioned, um, like they were like, dude, you sound so good in a lower register. Why don't you sing like that more? I'm like, huh, I don't know. No one I, ever I'm, told me. No one ever, yeah. no one ever told me. I've always just been kind of trying and people were like, Give me these like ill-efforted lies that are just like, you did great, buddy. Right. I you I think you sounded awesome. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I heard me. <laughs> so, in the journey of all this, where does the name come from? Rabbit. Yeah. Or did you just, you just put that name, or so, did someone give it to you? I used to do a lot of graffiti. Uh, ah, just a, like this guy. 
Um, no, it's like looking at your younger self. Wait, maybe that's your son. <laughs> I don't think we can quite work that way, but <laughs> I think it might. I think it might. Maybe younger brother, maybe. Younger brother, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Um, but the first little like, t- like uh, caricature that I did was uh, was a rabbit like poking his head out of the ground. He had one blind eye, um, and I just kind of like drew that for a long period of time, and eventually I gave it a little bit of a deeper meaning. Um, not only because my influences did come from like rappers like Eminem and Mac Miller and, uh, Joyner Lucas, and then back into, uh, boom baps going into, uh, even like harder raps and listening to NWA and, and Biggie and listening to, um, listening to E40. And like my parents were very like, my parents were like in their twenties when they had me. So I was listening to like Wu-Tang Clan. I was listening to, you know, every, um, I was listening to Outkast as a kid and that was, and that was my classic stuff. And so that's kind of like, that's what's inbred in my head more so. So I, I either go like to like an, like an Eminem Joyner Lucas style pace with like boom bap lyrics. Uh, so it's like, it's about like that struggle and I'll talk about like crack rocks on the streets, but I'm, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going at a pace that some people uh, can't register at first sure. listen. They got to come back and read it. Or they gotta like be really intent on listening to it, right? Right. Um, so what I find fascinating about the, listening to you rap, it is um, it is very reminiscent of what you're saying, like Mac Miller and like the the Eminem. And I do get a lot of the, I get the fierceness of Eminem when you rap. I get that very much, and I think that's um, it's great because it's kind of missing a lot in hip hop nowadays. And it's nice to see that uh, you know a young blood like yourself is trying to. Not, I don't want to say emulate that, but take what they've learned and what they've seen and use that in their music. I think it's it's great. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm trying to emit like the chillness of Mac Miller while the like giving the fierceness and yeah. like and like the the lyricism uh, of Eminem. You know. No, absolutely. All right, so we are going to have another little surprise here. Agezilla, <laughs> hey, you're gonna beatbox for us. Our man Rabbit here is going to rap, and then once he raps, we're going to come back and we'll talk some more. Good stuff. All right, and three, two, and go. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Why they always wonder why I'm rolling up tobacco Maybe it's because I lived in all the fucking back rows Struggling to rent a place of my own Walking down the streets on myself Chain smoking to the beat that I wrote You'll stay woke I've served seven sofa steps Sipping soda I learned how to be the joker I'm a choker I'm a fighter and igniter I got strength from the streets Bitch, you're like Oscar Mayer Huh, you going soft You remind me of a painting made by Bob Ross Get lost, yo Let me smoke my tobacco, my spliff I need to clear my head Bitches, can't handle this A vandal and a flannel ain't a good example I smoke a fuck a camel and dismantle the panel the senate I'm the captain now and you're the lieutenant I'm singing like Sinatra live forever like I'm bandit though Give me the minute by myself and my tobacco away I'm a backwards and I'm a backwards and I feel good and it green's good Wow 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 indeed <laughs> Give it up for Age Agezilla Everybody give it up for Agezilla real quick Thank you sir Thank you sir with them killer beats Killer beats uh, uh, thank you so much, Age. That was good. What do you that think? That was fun. Yeah, no, I love the cadence and flow and just. Thank you. Yeah, it it, it feels it feels. Uh, so so let me let me ask you this: um, having a little more consciousness in your in your flow, you know, like 
what is what do you feel like your reception is to that as opposed to just like a guy who rhymes with just like kind of like like a battle rapper right like you're just writing rhymes to just get at someone mm. what what's your do you feel like you your calling is to be more of a conscious rapper like to have more thought and in, and intention behind your raps absolutely yeah absolutely um and i feel like i feel like that became due to a few things in my like in my upbringing as well um because right uh shortly after uh doing like the singing and learning a little bit about music i uh i went into drumline um where i ended up playing the snare um uh, and playing the bass drums wow. but never the quads so i didn't really learn the concept of playing like a full set but what i did learn is sick cadences and what i loved to accomplish on the snare drum and bass drums were sick cadences and so that is something that comes a little bit more naturally to me when listening to music i hear i hear that quick like the quicker tempos i hear the 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 trills and the and the triplets in between all the fills and everything you know so the, i i accomplished that that similarly that i would like tapping on my uh tapping on my desk but instead with with my mouth right drinking a lot of coffee helps too uh, <laughs> but um yeah so it's almost like you have a have a different way of seeing the music or, or hearing it but but i'm sure for you it's 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 almost like you visualize the drum line mm -hmm. in, in exactly. some way right and so when when you're flowing it comes out with that same knowledge exactly would, would you say that's right absolutely yeah and definitely i definitely come up uh with with uh um with the flow and the cadence better on uh at a faster pace than i do at that slower pace um uh simply due to the fact that like in drumline we were dealing with a lot of like triplet uh bounces and uh and running at better speeds like that yeah i, I definitely feel like having a background coming up like with that helps you so much oh yeah you know like it, just understanding how to how to stay on beat and how to not jump ahead of the kick or ahead of the the snare before the fourth beat hits and and a lot of people don't don't really get that and it sounds like for you it just from from your upbringing and, and learning the drum line you exactly. just have that in in your dna kind of it's right. just it's already in there exactly wow beautiful <laughs> which brings me to another point go ahead i i saw you mention and i was going to mention this earlier a lot about jazz and yes, so yes. and so is jazz in, important to you like do you listen to old jazz like what what's your Very, jazz story there jazz is so important to me it's so relaxing it is like it's something that i kind of just like picked up a love for when i was a freshman like shortly after being in drumline and everything I, I kind of just like heard one time like on my Pandora station, uh, it was like, it was a specific like Frank Sinatra song that I was like, yo, that was kind of dope. <laughs> and so like, I just, I dived into a lot more um, instrumental jazz after that and found my own personal love for it and just kind of listened to it in my leisure and, uh, and appreciated the music that was not really like learning about who was playing it or why they're playing it or the theory behind it all. Just kind of loved it. Uh, and so with like learning how to sing from like Disney and and uh, the one musical that I was in, I kind of like found that similarity in singing Frank Sinatra songs. And so when I found something that I was kind of good at, I did it a lot. And so yeah. once once I found that out uh, that I could like sing that pretty well, I did it a lot. 
So I have to ask when you talk about jazz, who are who are some of your favorite jazz musicians? Um, so one of my favorite jazz musicians is, uh, and this is by fault of my old uh, workplace, Cafe okay. Stritch. Okay. Um, you worked at Cafe Stritch. Yeah. Oh, very nice. It's uh, what was his name? Rasan Assad Muhammad. Uh, he was super sick. This is a great, uh, great horn player. Uh, but he um. He played. Th- there was at one point he had three like horn instruments in his mouth at one time. Wow, that's and he, impressive. And he had named he had named his saxophone uh, the Stritch Sax, oh, wow. and so that's how like that restaurant got its name too. Um, but then so my um, my other like jazz influences uh, come from like Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, the, the very classic names. Um, uh, oh, I, I always blank on it. Miles Davis. Oh yeah, Miles yeah. Davis is super rad. Um, Bitches Brew All Day, one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all time, if you know that, Mike. I didn't know that. Now you do. You want to write that down? Please. I want to get that beer, just so you know there's a Bitches Brew beer. If you ever find that for me, I would love you forever. And we'll drink it on the show. And we'll drink yeah, it on the motherfucking show. I love you it. get them to sponsor you for that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We need more sponsors. So uh, if you want a sponsor, hit it, Mike. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, so, yeah, that was great. Um, Mike. What, what about any uh, now the jazz that you mentioned are very vocal. Is there any other jazz that you like where there's there's not vocals, where it's just like like a Dizzy Gillespie or a Charlie Parker type of jazz, any of that kind of stuff? Um, honestly, when I'm listening to uh, instrumental jazz, I I typically I don't know who it is. Yeah, I, I'm kind of just so lost in like listening to music, and I don't really like. I don't know. For some reason, I never put forth the 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 effort to go and like, oh, look up who this is and listen to the rest of their album and like figure out if they're an amazing musician or not and whether I want to continue to listen to specifically their music. Yeah. I hear what they did right there. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I really like how this style of jazz sounds. I'm going to find more jazz in this style. And so at some point I was just looking up like when I was a kid, I was just like fast jazz, smooth jazz, like uh, and then I would get things by like random artists who weren't really like important or uh, or even like vintage artists like like you guys are talking about like Coltrane and those people. Um, and so it's unfortunate how much like knowledge I don't have about the artists that do exist and their names. However, their works I still have appreciated in the past, but don't I don't really know who they are. I think that's okay though, right? I think it's fine. Like so, so sometimes that happens. Like I listen to a lot of like. House music, right? Mm. And there's you know producers everywhere. Yeah, who knows who it is? Right, and so there's some older house that I love, and it's like yeah, it's, I love it, but I might not know who it is. But I but if I hear it, I know that I love that song, and I think that's okay, right? I think that's okay. Well, especially yeah. now, and this goes back to to how we listen to music now. We put on a, a Spotify radio station, and it picks yep. songs for us that sound like who we like, yep. and who knows? Like sometimes we don't even look at who it is, as opposed to back in the day. You'd put on an album and you'd listen to the album, right? Like you'd yes. listen to a whole record. You'd listen to the whole album. And and the thing is too, back in the day when you bought a vinyl, right? Right. You bought a vinyl and it's like, you know, that you know, let's be honest, it wasn't cheap, right? It was a little more expensive. You spent twenty, thirty bucks and that was all you had. So like you had to that was your music. That's all you guys it's not like you pay ten bucks a month and you have a millions of song library. Right. You have you just have that one album. Yeah, and I think we, good point. And I think we forget about that. I think, um, you know, uh, I think we forget about like how we have so much excess now, right? It's like, yeah, am I going to listen to ninety percent of that music? Probably not. 
but it's nice having that ability to grab it all. So I, I think you're right. It's like you back. You just you appreciate it differently. I think. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, and I just I don't know. I I, I feel like. <clears throat> Even with what you're saying, like it sounds like you're taking a little little pieces of all these different musics you're listening to, whether it's drum music, it's jazz music, it's the old hip hop your parents listen to, it's what you're listening to now, and you're kind of putting together like in this gumbo where it's just all this different types of stuff, and then you've got your own little hybrid version exactly. of of what you've what what comes out of you by listening to all this stuff. That's ex- that's exactly true. Yeah, right. That's- yeah. Wow. And so, and so, let me. Psychic. Comes with age. Oh, he's on my side now. All right. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm here. That's why you're right. You're you're the uh, you're the you're. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. I'll make a good point, and then then you guys will make fun of me. (laughs) I'll make a good point, and then I fuck off. So let me ask you the same question: Are you working on an album yourself? Considering I don't have particularly anything out on like the internet as in uh, a fully completed or accomplished song uh i have been working on an album for three years then right interesting um, interesting uh i've always wanted to i've always wanted to call this album mercury okay um for the simple concept of my versatility cool question cool question who's producing the album we're not producing who's who's distributing the album um, i mean i guess at this point like because i'm not i don't even know if I'm technically signed with this album, this label still okay. at this point, because I all I remember vividly um, was that the contract is void after three years of of signing, and it's been three years. However, I never heard anything about it, um, and at, there were times when I asked for copies of the contract and they did not give me one, and so um, that's shady, weird, right? right? It's not, Mike. In your experience, is that? You yeah, know? I mean, I like you. We have very similar paths in our young hip hop career. I signed a record label when I was twenty something, and it was was it Asia's record label? No, <laughs> I wouldn't dare sign a contract. I was like, yeah, you're gonna sign that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Age would know is never to come at me with a contract. So. <laughs> um, but no, I signed. I signed with this guy who is supposedly part of. Bad boy. Um, Snoop's. He was like part of the one of Snoop's people, and he was this L.A. gangster guy. But not about me, but just in relation to you. I signed a contract that was supposedly for two years, but the contract was just a bunch of BS. Like there was the record label wasn't even registered. It was just you know a bunch of BS, really. Right. So you're probably fine, and right. you know I wouldn't. I. I not that I'm a lawyer, but I wouldn't say, yeah. Sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. So I, I guess just in saying, like, where you're at now, and and like, do you see yourself becoming someone who's trying to release an album, or are you more like, I'm going to release songs, do performances, and then go about that route, as opposed to like, I'm going to work and make like a 12 track album and focus strictly on that. Ooh, that's a really good question. That's a super good question. Wow, uh, well, I'm actually like blown away right now how good that is it's a really good question um because because wow it's like it's like a little bit of it's it's like it's a little bit of both you know because in in a way i want to um I, I want to have like it's like i have two album ideas in mind right mm-hmm. where one i can release on a conglomerate of uh rap songs and and that of just rap songs in that way um and that's something that i'm tech oh, 
in a way always slowly building um however in this one album that i've been thinking about for a long time that i want to encompass my versatility um i want to like involve not just uh rap uh but also involve like that r&b side also involve uh like the blues and jazz and 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 classic styles that aren't uh you know i don't want one genre to the album simply because i would like to showcase all of that work in in one big thing have you been in new orleans no a lot of what you're explaining with yeah. what you want to do with your music is very New Orleans. I was, I was getting that vibe too, what, you, what he was saying. Yeah. It, it, it's very much yeah. in New Orleans. I would recommend once yes. COVID's over, you go into like Jazz Fest or just go in and spend some time down there. And, and Duly noted. Yeah. Should, for real. Yeah. Uh, so our, our, our audience, uh, Age is there. Age's got the, uh, the impeccable. Age, what's your question? Who's your, who makes you want to rap? And then like, who's your top five? So what's the top five? So top five to start, I definitely listen to a lot of, uh, like right now, some of my bigger influences are uh, uh, Logic and then Jordan Lucas. Eminem, uh, I like, I just listen to a lot of his like older uh, older stuff. His newer stuff is a little bit too aggressive for me. Then uh, there's G Yamazawa. He's this dude from North Carolina. He's pretty dope. Um, he's uh, He's got a really cool flow. It's very uh, old school, uh, but it's also like, it's got this new kind of like uh what was that name again g yamazawa um it's pretty i think he's, he's pretty sick that's not japanese right uh i think it is, it oh, is like, japanese yeah. is, he, is he japanese I, I believe he's japanese interesting he's, he's, he's super dope there's too. a lot of good hip-hop coming out of north carolina these days between him j cole i don't know if the baby is, is part of that and i don't know who i would put over the next i don't i, I want to say either tech nine or kendrick lamar Mm-hmm. Tech Nine and definitely inspired a lot of my flows and styles because, like, I found out like when I was when I was in high school, I found out that I was like uh, like better at rapping fast when I was like trying to rap like I was trying to rap some like Tech Nine songs and I like hit all the words and I hit all the words and then, uh, I think part of that came from just trying to like beat my older brother because mm-hmm. like he was always nice. like doing that stuff and I was like nah I'm, like I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do it better than you. Nice. Ah, so you had this like brotherly yeah. competitiveness there. That oh kind yeah, of fueled the fire. absolutely. He was he for a very long time. He was a much better singer than me. He was uh, more musically like talented. He got things like right away. Like he plays guitar very well, mm. and like he's been in like a, a lot of musicals. Like he throughout high school, he was in like one every year. I was not, um, and so like a part of that like came a part of like all of this. Like came from like the simple concept of like wanting to be better than him. At yeah, something. I was gonna say. Do you think a lot of what 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 your drive is just to like beat your brother, or to like to like? I want to show be, him. I want to. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want to show him that like I'm capable, and that like uh, I want him to like be impressed by me in something that he has a lot of knowledge in, mm-hmm. that he is proficient in. You know, it's kind of like when you do have like a teacher, and you got and you usually fail the class. And you got like a fucking A on a hard test. And you're like, yo, 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 I got a fucking A, dude. You ain't even my mom, but like, I got it's an like, A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, he, it's like a, a, a drive inside you to like, not, not be better than, but just like. Right. It's not, an, I want you. to be better than him as a person, but I do want to prove that I am like capable of doing it in a way that he couldn't even imagine. Like, I don't know. I love to defy the odds. 
do you think so somebody once told me in 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 life we always have our own goliath right there's always a david you're the david who's the goliath oh who's my goliath and, and it sounds like you know i'm not saying your brother's yeah. your goliath but you're trying to right and it's like when you think about that we all have that right and i think uh, kind of what you're talking about right now that's what it makes me think of is a story of is that my goliath you know what i mean well, like yeah. not necessarily in a bad way just yeah yeah, you know, yeah yeah i just think it's, i think it's a good interesting point so what i wanted to talk to you about though is um we you had sent me uh, we had talked about uh, what you had wanted to talk about and i found it very interesting what you wanted to talk about oh yo i was uh, hoping that we could talk i was hoping we and we're going to, to we're going to you right now because i think it's very interesting uh so what did you tell first off what did you tell me um I I was I believe if I remember correctly I said I wanted to uh, talk about environmentalism and the and the the simple fact that and it was about like social media. And yes, like and the, I found that very intriguing because social media is essentially how you live in this game. You know what I mean? Whether it's rap game, whether it's singing game, it doesn't matter what game it is. That's how you live almost. I mean, like with with our show, it doesn't exist without social media, right? Right. So it's and I'm very fortunate that we are doing well enough you know, for a podcast that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, the guests that we've had, it's, it's, it's insane who we've had on the show. And I think, you know, without social media, we wouldn't be able to make that happen. So my question to you is, or not my question, but just, yeah, please, you know, talk about that. I actually uh, want to bring up a point or something that uh, Mike was saying earlier about there being a hundred rappers and only two producers as a producer. Nowadays, there are almost as many producers online as there are rappers and if you are not like 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 i went when i was in high school like i'm gonna use myself as an example and i like to talk about this because i am in in this example like um not because i'm in this example that i like to talk about it but like i i just relate so well to this subject that just so you know i didn't take it that way (laughs) okay cool 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 um but like I didn't like when when Twitter became popular. I didn't make a Twitter, I, I and so I I really didn't get it. I didn't like follow it, and like when other people were all over it, and like everyone had followed each other, that was when I was like, all right, maybe I'll make a Twitter. And then I didn't get it, and I didn't get a lot of followers. I didn't follow people back or or anything like that, and so it was kind of like askew, you know. And so as a as a person who appre- wants to appreciate the like natural surroundings of of things and and the environment around them um i'm not like super proficient with social media you know i don't always think oh i should post this on my on my instagram i should put this on my story uh or this would make a great reel no that's not what i'm thinking about like i'm usually thinking about like what kind of song i want to write or or like what i should do with the beat that's still in my head that which is that's amazing because i think that artistry is not here anymore but i but would you agree that it's hard to survive in this game without the social media oh that's that's the issue that i have like um however simply because it's not a part of my like daily routine it doesn't mean that i'm I'm not talented and don't deserve a shot you know and so uh i think there's a lot of people like that in this world who and and it kind of comes around to even like to like the less fortunate and like the poorer communities not being capable of you know putting their all of their stuff onto the 
onto the media because they don't have the money to do it or like their mom couldn't buy them that that expensive phone that would give them a better camera so that someone will watch it. You know, a lot of the times they do have, still have to struggle and spend more time doing like work and earning money than, you know, being on the, on social media on some kind of device that they can't afford. So would you say then it's more about the it's more about the artistry than it is the money? Oh yeah. I mean, or does the money come and it's okay? But it's like it's the consistency that you have to bring to the table, right? Sure. If you're not always posting on social media, then you don't have a chance. Well, you're right. I mean, it's like just like with us. If we don't release an episode every week and we lose audio, it's a you know, it's it's a problem, right? It's like it it gets us in a situation where it's like, well, we're not consistent now. It's like we're one week off, right? So I understand what you're saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but I think, I think, and, and again, I, I'm not a musician, so it's hard for me to speak upon this, but Mike, you are. So I guess I'll just hand it over to you right now. Go ahead. Well, I just, I mean, I, it's interesting to me because I don't really post a lot of my music now, but I do post a lot of my art. And I know that if I don't make it an effort to get on there every day or every other day and post something, you're not enough, you're, you're lost. Like you can get lost in the shuffle because there's, there's millions of people out there doing art, music, TikTok, whatever the, the, the platform is, it's, if you're not constantly on it, you'll get lost in the sauce, right? And so there's like this pressure to like keep posting, keep coming up with content. And I don't know, for me, it feels like, sure, but that takes time. Like you got to think of what you're going to say. You got to write the right hashtags. You got to post at the right time. Yeah, but let me ask you this. When you say that, you're a very busy artist in general. Exactly. But let's say, not, not, not to discredit, you know, Rabbit or anybody. Let's say you're a young artist in, in the game, mm-hmm. right? You have the time. You know, you're, you know, not everybody's as busy as you are. No. So, so then it's at that point, do you, is it okay to dedicate or should you dedicate that time then? I think hiring a social media manager is but what a necessity. What do you think that? Uh, then you, you gotta make friends homie. with one, bro. Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> you gotta meet. Okay. <laughs> That's where I was gonna go with it. Is that you? You almost need someone to run that for you. Just like if you were on a record label, the rec- you don't advertise the album yourself. The record label does it for right, you. Right, exactly. You have yeah. PR people that do that for you. And so now, not only the artist, you gotta come up with the content, but and you've also got to come up with. Uh, you got to be a marketer. You got to be an. You got to be a visual artist as well as a as a you know musical artist. You have to be a performer, not mm. just a. You know you can't just be a, you can't just be a a, a voice on, on an MP3. You know you have to be visually appealing and not just in a physically attractive way, but uh, in a entertaining way where you post yourself onto uh, different reels and different feeds and you know you make people laugh as well as you know cry to your songs or feel good to your songs right, right. It, it's it, I'll, I'll explain it very <laughs> in, in a way where like so when when and i'm gonna give i have something to give you guys here but how we would do it back in the day we we'd record our album yeah we'd, we'd send it off to a cd manufacturer we'd wait two months and then we'd get our boxes of cds and then back then we'd go to a record store like tower records and, or Sam Goody or whatever the record store and, and then ask them to put our stuff on consignment. Sam Goody, what a reference. You know, um, and then, or we'd go out here and Age and I would do it often. We'd go to Telegraph in Berkeley yeah. and stand on the street in front of Rasputin's or uh, Amoeba and stop people and say, hey. And, and, I, and I still see that happening, people selling sure. CDs. And honestly, can I interject real quick? Yeah. 
when you, I actually think those guys now doing that, I would much rather take their album because let's be honest, no one does that anymore. And the fact that they do, it's like they're one person out of it. Cause like, you know, you talk about social media, you talk about how, how in, you know, involved it is, you know, and it, like you said about the rappers, 100 producers to 100 rappers, everybody has some way to get something out of there. Right. And the guy who's standing in front of, let's say today's Sam Goody and trying to, trying to sling you a CD, that magic is gone. But that guy wants it more because he's standing in front of the street. But it still takes that same amount of effort. Like, sure. Tell me, tell me. You, take, you got to go post and you got to write a clever post or make a funny but would you, would you Would you say that's easier? It's different. I, I would say standing on the street, hustling your product, whether it's a comic or a CD and approaching random strangers, trying to put it in their hand and let them take it and then not give it back to you and give you back <laughs> five bucks or whatever is tough. You and, know what? I do want him to say something. Yeah, I know. Here, let me let, let me have age. All right, in. so we're gonna hand age real quick. Age, age, just take his mic. Age. So we have age hey, out real quickly. Age, this is not the age show. No, it's not. No, no. <laughs> I want people to know, bro. Like, so go ahead and explain to what he's talking about. Okay. Um, worlds. Okay, so off top, I'm an older gentleman, so I'm 50 straight up. So I, I know why are you no, looking at me like I'm surprised, no, no, bro. But I just want the audience <laughs> to know this because um, I'm me, Mike were cut from a different era. Like seriously, to stand on the corner, and here's a funny, the corner we would stand out on is a seasoned corner. What I'm saying is this, everyone has cut stood on that corner before you. Sure. There has been amazing artists that have, Hyrule have stood on that corner. Yep, yep. Planet Asia, Chuck D, public. It was like uh, 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 the corner, all the hip hoppers were still there. Too sure, everybody. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Strong, everyone. Yeah. So that's a corner when people see you on it, at least they know what you're about. It's a, it's, it's different when people, you walk up the, oh, you're like the week, this weekend's rapper standing on the hot corner. Okay, I'm going to hear you out. So with that being said, you do have to have a quick 30 second pitch, but the whole thing of, Talking to a stranger and being like, it takes a lot more cojones to start to talk to a random stranger and stop them than to me sending you a like on the sure. Instagram. Right, no, and, I, and, I, and I agree with that. And that's the concept, right? It's the idea of what's easier, what's harder, whatever. And, and to your point, it's like what he's what he's describing is that easier or that harder to you? See, from what I've seen. It's like the dude that's hustling out on the streets, you know, isn't really isn't putting his effort into social media. And the person who's on social media isn't putting their hustle out on the street. And so, like, what in terms of what's harder, I feel like putting your shit out on the street is harder, and and getting and being successful out of that is harder than being successful out of putting your stuff on social media because there is a guaranteed algorithm uh, to success on social media. You know, if you follow the specific algorithms. You can be successful with with that effort, and if you follow it to a T. Uh, but when it comes to you know being out on the streets at this point, people don't people don't like having physical copies of things. They like having vintage physical copies of things. You know, and so like it's difficult to come out with something new that's vintage in their eyes. And and, and another thing, and and <laughs> most people don't even play CDs anymore. Everything's streaming it's online you download it it's in your phone 
a lot of a lot of computers even don't even have a place to put a CD or a DVD in, in it anymore. Shit, I'm gonna start right? handing out flash drives. So yeah, and that's <laughs> a common thing. Like people do hand out flash drives, yeah. but I've even that's becoming yeah. irrelevant. But but let me give this to you now. It's it's it's. I I opened it up because uh, I had to I had to send a a song digitally to to Uncle Dad here. But this is for you guys to to listen to whenever. It's my first album that I did with my crew Red. back in 2000 and 2001. And so this was one of the ones that we did to start our whole thing. So we recorded it on an analog four track uh, Tascam machine with a microphone just like this. <clears throat> we had a little sound, sound, kind of soundproof room, but we had these pressed a thousand copies and we had to go out and push them and you know with no social media no online promotion just going out and doing it and and i just i hear you guys' stories and and i i love the hustle and so anyways i just wanted to give that to you guys and and hear kind of how where i was at about when i was your age you know 100 years ago but but also let me ask that since this is a this is a whole group there's like five or six of us in the crew do you guys have anything where you guys do together where where we would hear you guys together no so check this out actually well i mean like so i definitely would definitely plan on working together that's for sure yeah. uh, we've only uh kind of met uh recently and um it was in it was like just before covid kind of struck everything down that uh, that him and i met and uh it was kind of cool how we met actually because there was a I used to host an open mic night at this place called Cafe for Scotty, and uh, I was about to host the open mic night, and then a thunderstorm struck out the uh, struck out the electrical, and we went blackout. He was supposed to uh, go up that night, and he never did. And me and him ended up him and I ended up uh, freestyling in the in this like little like archway uh, in the middle of nothing, like it was like pouring down rain, and like we just got kicked out of the cafe. And so him and I just freestyled for a minute. We exchanged information. Um, and, and that was that. And so we kind of like kept, we've kind of kept up through social media ever since like COVID hit and like, you know, uh, like talking to each other, like kind of hitting each other up about like certain beats and like what they sound like and like, what do you think? What do you think? Kind of, you know, getting each other's opinions back and forth and kind of bonding as artists in that way. And so, um, we, when my friends and I, uh, came up with the idea to have this show called band practice, uh, Queasy, I've always I've always called him Queasy E. Um, it's Queasy, right? It's Queasy, it's Queasy, but like that was I called him Queasy E from the minute, bro. I was like Queasy E, that's dope. I like Queasy E, but I know he's Queasy. You know, I gotta be honest, I kind of like that too, dude. <laughs> See, I like I like Queasy E. Queasy, it's got a ring to it. It does, yeah. it does. So, hey, something to think about, bro. You want? <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Don't let us know. Don't let us know. Let us know. But yeah, he was one of the first people I thought of, and I and I told I told my friends like, "Yo, we gotta get Queasy, we gotta get Queasy up here. We gotta <laughs> get Queasy. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we we gotta get Queasy up here. He's dope rapper, and he deserves to have a spot on our show. Uh, and they, and so he did. He deserved a spot, and he got that spot, and he killed it. And that spot we were referring to was was the first, was the the show on October thirtieth. Gotcha. At the um, Love sounds there. Yeah, exactly. No, I agreed, and and like I said, you know, uh, we, as I said earlier, he, and I was telling him this personally, and I guess I'll just say it on air. I can feel the passion. I can feel the just you wanting to do your best, but 
at the same time, it means more to you than that. And being able to be on any stage, right? It, right. It's always very special. Oh yeah. You know, you know, sure. We don't have thousands of listeners, right? But we, you know, we do have, we do have hundreds and it's, it's something, right? It's still something. Cause you're still on that stage. You're still telling your story. And when you're rapping, it's like on a stage, you're telling your story. Whether, whether, whether it's a story that's true or not, it doesn't matter. Right. You're just telling your story. And I think I felt that from, I felt that from you more than, than most people I, I've seen live. And I, and I, and I, and I, what I just, I don't know. I think that, that, that feeling of rapping and Mike, tell me if you disagree. It's kind of gone nowadays. It's more about making money and let's leave. To me, the rap game is more about, it's more about that than it is the artistry, the, the ability to be like, I'm doing this because it's something that means more to my heart than I can ever describe to you. I think it went through a phase of that. And I think now it's, it's kind of looped back around the other way where it's coming back, not for everyone, but I think in general, you mentioned Kendrick. We talked about J. Cole, a couple other artists that, Rabbit, you mentioned that I don't know, but I would assume are on the same page. It, it's, kind, it's kind of looped back around where, yes, it was about the money and, and look at me and my possessions to now it is coming more back, more back around to the artistry and the love and the, and the poetry and the, and, the, and the way you're able to take spoken word and manipulate it into an instrument that you layer in a, into that a That is key right yeah. there. Because what, what you just said, it's spoken like word. spoken yeah. exactly, and I think that's what, what's been missing in, in in this world, and that's coming back very heavily. Yeah, um, and it and I can see that. Like, yeah, sure, you rap, but it is spoken word to some extent. Right, and and I see that. So very well said, right there. Yeah, and 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 there are still you sure. know guys that are just rapping about bitches and blunts and right, you know, whatever. But, you know, but see, here's but, the thing: is that where the money is? I guess. Because that's what sells, right? No, I don't so know. Like I was so like, one of the reasons that I really like Joyner Lucas is for one of his songs that um, that was about ADHD, right? And he uh, and one of his lines in that song was, uh, "Tell my high school teacher that uh, my high school teacher said I'd never be shit to the bitch that it turned out just fine." And I was like, "Damn, bro!" Like that was that was something that I know that a bunch of these kids and especially me and and my older brother too have heard from our teachers who have expected us to like, you know, become nothing because of our attention span. And, and then he's like, tell that bitch that it turned out just fine. Like, fuck. Dude. And, how, like, and, and how, it's so true. And how messed and up is like, that? That a teacher has to do that exactly. to a fucking kid. That, it felt exactly. like poetry to me when that, he said that. that. that I was a, like, God damn. A teacher who's supposed to dedicate their life to service, to educating and to like right. helping kids is instead condemning them because for whatever reason. Exactly. You know? oh, yeah. Well, super was, dude, but but and 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 I think the point you're making there is that yes there is there there is a period of rap where in hip hop where it kind of was very materialistic and surface level and I think now there's a lot more that's deeper than just the surface where it's right. it's topics that people can actually relate to because not everyone relates to you know look at my ride look at how much money i have sure. and, and but now is it another dream that's the dream though right like some people want that dream and that's what you're selling but i think you're selling the dream you're not selling the, the relatability you're selling like yeah i'm gonna have all these bad bitches i'm gonna have all this fucking money i'm gonna have this fucking benzo you know what i'm saying like but i think what's happened is that's played out and i think people now are a little more woke woke oh yeah conscious um and intentional with what they're doing. Not everywhere, Agreed. Agreed. I, you know, 
and and age is, is has something very important to say and i and i and and if you can say it in, in 10 <laughs> seconds if you could say it literally in 10 seconds is that cool COVID is here there's a new thing called leadership rap you gotta hear bust rhymes album you gotta hear uh jet electronica's album there it is Yo, i feel like i'm a part of that leadership rap i really feel that i feel that heavy I like leadership rap. I've never heard that term before, and I like it a lot. Yeah, Buster Rhymes. But yeah, it's it's like, hey, we're we're still rapping, and and this is hip hop. But like, there's a little bit more intention and like knowledge behind just rhyming, right? There's 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 more substance there, and I think that's what's that's that's kind of where the curve has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's. And, and and hearing it from from these young guys is kind of just proof of that. That's that's. That's where the path is being blazed. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Rabbit, I didn't get your age. How old are you? Oh, I'm 24. I'm turning 25 at the end of the month. Oh. Well, thank you, bro. We are going to wish you an Uncle Dad birthday very soon. Yo, who's uncle, who's dad? Or are you both? No, He's both. I'm Uncle Dad. Okay, cool. That's the thing. <laughs> He's Uncle Dad. I'm not an uncle. I'm not a dad. I'm Uncle Dad. I love oh, it. Oh, that's, that's the motherfucking trick. And I'm just Mike. <laughs> and he's Mike just on Mike. the mic. Mike's on the mic, yeah. Mike on the mic with Uncle Dad. Exactly, exactly. That's, yeah. an, album. that's an album right there. Uh, yeah. Oh. H. Scott's always coming up with new marketing Dude, tactics. Dude, this guy's always on it. Oh, always yeah. on it. This, so, this, so really quickly, age is probably, without age, there is no mic. Oh, <laughs> but, that's a true. line right there. Not, that's some wisdom. The game is, I'm the OG. Mike is the middle one. But, oh, Uncle Dad, like, is is the same hype. We're like generational game. Yeah, so right. we're all 10 years apart. Hey. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mike doesn't seem happy about it. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I just, it's just, it's interesting to see the levels. And then, and, and even with you guys, like, yeah, I, you've you got can, your own. You can be the next generation. I'm just saying. You got, but, but you've got. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah. Welcome to the party. You <laughs> Yo, got your own. I'm sorry for age, but. <laughs> You've got your own influences and, and probably who you look up to, like your brother. I'm not sure. You're, you're, you're New Jersey <laughs> Everybody. people, right? Oh, yeah, I definitely but, look up to that. Yeah, but, to that. But, but, no, yeah. but, go ahead, go ahead. but we have people, right? And, and so. Can I add on that real quick? Yeah, please. Because it's going to make you blush. Oh, no. uh, looks up to, he looks up to you. No, he knows that already, though. Because the thing is, I met this dude when I was 16 years old. And we talked about it on the show a bunch of times. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we met when I was 16, and we really didn't become very close until probably about two or three years ago. And it's, it's interesting because Mike shaped very much a lot of who I became as an adult. But somebody who kind of, so I have a friend named Lou. Uh, he's been on the show as well. He kind of shaped me as my, fa- my second father figure, and this would be like my older brother figure. And it's mm. interesting because he looks at, I look at him as my older brother. Mike looks at age as his older brother. So I think everybody has that person in their life. And if you haven't found that yet, Uncle Dad's right here. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of twins, but what? I don't. <laughs> really quickly, we got the peanut gallery out here, <laughs> the crowd. My man, Keezy. What up, bro? Yo, yo, Keezy E, I want to know your top five. Holla, what's up? Top five, Slum Village, Black Star. Come on, um, come on! You got it. You got to love flip mode, Buster Rhymes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I fucks with them. Buster Rhymes for sure. Oh, um, Master Ace. I fuck with Master Ace. Talib Kweli. Right on. I don't know any of those names. Wait, not even Talib Kweli? 
Not a not a single one. He knows Busta Rhymes. You know Busta Rhymes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know Busta, Busta Rhymes Busta. for sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. But I okay. forgot about that. And a close six was Mob Deep, right? Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll say this: if you listen to anybody, Talib Kweli is probably like the best independent quotation marks rapper out there. Oh, sure. Um, hmm. Him and like even Most Def as well, or Yasin Bey, and he goes by that now. Yasin Bey is also a very good choice. I think you would like those. Most Def goes by that uh, that now. Wow, aren't you fucking old? <laughs> I'm out of the loop. Yeah, so I've yeah, been listening so to most, I know most Def. You know most Def? Yeah. So he changed his name to Yasin Bey. Rabbit, age. Thank you so much for the question. No, thank you guys for letting me be here, bro. Hey, thanks for being here, age. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's no, nice to meet you, bro. Age. Queasy. <laughs> I told you it was going to stick, bro. I told you everyone's going to like it. I've been uh, calling you Queasy since day one. Because it's like, that's kind of, that's kind of. It, 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 it could be your AKA. Yo, Queasy, you know. AKA, Queasy. Let's go. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> I did it, bro. Marquise, AKA, Queasy, along with Sean, AKA, is it Rabbit or Blind Rabbit? So uh, the Blind Rabbit is the is the brand that I'm uh, trying to push out. Uh, is that and I'm, it's based off of like Plato's theories that people follow blindly and that's a life not worth living. Uh, and that yeah, wow, and no one people don't ask enough questions and also they follow like media and, uh, and news sources blindly without doing actual research and they kind of believe everything that they see. So that's kind of the brand that I'm pushing out and the concepts that I. But I will call you Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> wow. Sean, aka Rabbit. Thank you guys so much for coming on Uncle Dad Talks. Uh, Mike, yeah. I, yeah, thank you. No, this has been great. Thank, thank you, you for guys. being here, Mike. No, this has been a great show. I mean, you I guys, think so. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun to talk hip-hop. Generation, generation differences are so great because yeah. it opens perspective on both sides, I feel. Oh, yeah. You see something differently. I see something differently. So let's meet in the middle. And I think that's beautiful about what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap it up, before we go, I do have to ask you guys, do you guys like comic books? Love comic books. So, Mike, tell them where we have to go to get the best comic book deal in town. Multiversecomicbox.com. If oh, yeah. Multiversecomicbox.com. If you go there, and you could be like my man Rabbit, my man Keezy E, go there right now, sign up for a monthly subscription box, and you will get some of the best comics in town. I mean, dude, CGC, you fuck with CGC, right, Mike? I've got a copy here, too. CGC. You have Amazing Spider-Man 50 CGC. No. Not yet. No, but I do have a Secret Wars 8 CGC. Oh, who gave that to you? Some guy. Some guy, right? Some secret. Some secret guy. If you go to multiversecombox.com and use promo code UNCLEDAD10, you will receive 10% off. Guys, do you guys like saving money? I love saving money. <laughs> <laughs> who does it? <laughs> so, with that being said... Uh, again, guys, thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, it's thank been, you for having us. No, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, I'm going to hand the mic to you real quick, and then he's going to wrap it up. Mike? Yeah, I just want to say again, like I, I look forward to hearing where the journey takes you guys both. I almost forgot something, though. We do have one last treat, and that treat is Kizi has our track on for us, and we're going to play that right now as we exit the show. Listen to the song. I hope you like it. A little taste. Not the full thing. A little taste. You know, because out here, you got to come get more. So you got to come back. Uncle Dad Talks. We'll take care of you. I'm Uncle Dad. You are. Mike Hampton. And my guests are. Rabbit. Keezy. And before we go, any last social media you want to throw out there? 
Uh, you can follow my social media at the.blind.rabbit on Instagram. Um, I'm working on selling t-shirts. Uh, you can buy them from uh, that Instagram as well. Uh, the, I don't have any other social medias for you, so there you go. Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, uh, cool, K-E-W-L underscore cool. Again, uh, K-E-W-L underscore guy. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, Mike. Age. Just say what's up. Yo, what's up, Uncle Dad? I'm H. Got in the building. Super Hood coming out when? November. November 20th. Uncle Dad comes. Boy. Thank you guys so much. Remember, love each other, respect each other, and I'll see you next week. Hey, this for all them people who can't imagine better. You know what I'm saying? Just drink some Hennessy, nigga. It, 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 it don't matter where I go, I'ma still find a light Even in a black hole, I'ma still light a blunt Kicking back, give me love, I give it back See me smiling on the street, show me love, give me that give me that. I'm trying to see the world, I'm trying to see some different people Kiss some different girls, I'm a youngin', got the whole world ahead of me Trying to live as a worldwide celebrity That champagne's so good, fuck sobriety It ain't a party if you know you ain't invited me I got the plug, I brought the drugs if you buying weed Shit, free grabs if you being nice to me Hey, life is fine when you're living large Maxing out your cars, dad said Reach for the stars, but I raised that bar Cause I'm shooting for another galaxy Fuck the judgment and the people focused on my fallacy